Okay, it's my, my great pleasure to have on the line with me uh, Alison Bronowski, uh, former diplomat and academic. Thanks very much for joining us, Alison. Hi, how are you? Twelve years ago, Australia went to war in Iraq. Hundreds of thousands of Australians uh, hit the streets protesting and uh, millions around the world. Uh, Noam Chomsky described it as the first war in history where there were demonstrations before it began. Twelve years later, there's uh, obviously been no evidence uh, provided uh, under the now clearly spurious uh, accusations of uh, or allegations of weapons of mass destruction. The campaign that you're involved with, how does Australia go to war, is obviously uh, calling us into question uh, this whole procedure. Uh, talk to us about it. Well, we've been questioning it for a very long time, and so have a lot of other Australians. I mean, even before... Australia went to war in 2003. People were saying there is no evidence that these weapons were there and the uh, UN weapons uh, uh, team was still hunting for them and were asking for longer time to see if there was indeed any evidence that Saddam Hussein still had them. His son had already said that they had all been destroyed the whole evidence for the war upon which this was based was totally dodgy. And we all knew that. I mean, we knew that before we even invaded. But, of course, Australia went in because America went in, and that's what we always do. Hi, Alison. Um, now, the campaign has discussed the fact that um, John Howard, back in the day, really... Um, fought to circumvent um, the role of the Governor-General and really just um, make the final decision about um, about Australia going to war. Now, obviously, you're quite concerned about that and, and, and part of the campaign is really to, to put the issue of going to war um, to Parliament. Are there any other um, campaigns around the world, particularly um, from countries involved in the Coalition of the Willing, to also um, have... I suppose parliaments um, have the final word on this or have discussion around this. Well, the main one where that is happening right at this moment, in fact, is in the United States, where the question of the war powers that the president is able to exercise is being reviewed right now. And it hasn't been concluded, but there's a great deal of discussion going on about that for exactly the same reasons that Australia should be concerned. And unfortunately, people in Australia don't seem to realise um, and certainly neither of the major parties admits that we need to review this problem because um, what our constitution gives us, give, or gives in effect the Prime Minister, is greater power uh, than most other democracies in the world to simply go to war on the whim of the Prime Minister whenever that person decides uh, they want to do it without discussion in the parliament without a vote, without any evidence being provided to the people about what the, the implications are, what the costs may be, what the reasons are, or any review of the process uh, during which that takes place. Now, the interesting thing for us in our group, um, Australians for War Powers Reform, is we notice that the only countries the only democracies where this kind of thing still takes place really are um, Britain, which, are, which is at this moment looking at a review of it, Canada, New Zealand and Australia. In other words, the countries that had their constitutions written for them during the colonial period. And many other democracies um, have much greater powers 
to control the capacity of the executive to send troops to war than we do in Australia. And most people in Australia don't realise the implications of this. I mean, it's happening right now, and it could happen again. We've got troops in Iraq right now who have been sent there with no question to the Australian people, with no discussion in the Australian Parliament, with no vote, and with no accountability. It is really a very frightening prospect unless we do something to change this. Dr. Bronowski, there's clearly, uh, and you know, as demonstrated by the the protests before the war and the outcry through throughout many, I guess, moments uh, since, uh, a, you know, big concern uh, amongst the public, which which seems quite latent. What's the political, I guess, will or the 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 hope that you have uh, for actually seeing some some progress with this at this time? There's obviously clearly so many other issues that are, that are concerning people. There are always things, day-to-day things, that concern people more, like, you know, how they're going to pay their mortgages, where their kids are going to get into school and stuff like that. But the big life and death issues are the ones that we're talking about. And what we're discussing, and, and, and surely we remembered this, in the anniversary of the Anzacs and all of that stuff, is how easily Australian troops can be sent off to fight some war that has no interest to any of us because the uh, government of the day says that we should. Now, there are plenty of of, of veterans of, of old wars who say, don't ever get led down that track again. And they're right, because what we ought to be saying to our leaders is we will not cop it. We will not be told what we have to fight for unless you people, at least in the parliament, discuss what it's all about, discuss what it's going to cost, discuss what the reasons for it are and the legality of it, and then we know where we are. Because this is supposed to be a democracy, not some sort of dictatorship where any government can do whatever it likes with the lives of its citizens. Hi, Alison. It's Caroline again. I just wanted to ask, um, aside from simply the issue of of sending troops to war, um, I guess I also wanted to ask you about um, Australia's role in a wider sense with with countries that are part of the Coalition of the Willing, because I noticed that, um, you know, um, there are still a number of of military exercises happening in Australia. I mean, for example, um, the Talisman Sabre exercises that... um, that happen in Queensland um, every year, and I believe it's it's happening in July this year, um, where we have I think uh, around twenty thousand U.S. troops and ten thousand Australian. Um, is there also sort of a discussion being had around the role of Australia in things like this, in military exercises and in, in wider sort of military activities with the United States? What is happening in Australia, and this relates to the exercises you're talking about is a process which I describe as continuous war. And, you know, the old Ronald Rumsfeld talked about it. Eternal war for eternal peace, he said. That was his idea of a good situation. And unfortunately, what Australia has got itself now locked into, because of the permanent basing of Americans in uh, northern parts of Australia, is that we are now almost inextricably locked into whatever... The United States wants to do. Wherever there's a war, Australia is going to almost inevitably be involved in it, either because of those troops themselves and what they're doing from there, or because of the 
intelligence operations that flow out from Pine Gap and the targeting of drones and other um, mechanisms across the world because of the technology, the technology enables it, um, for us to be unable to dissociate ourselves from whatever the United States wants to do. We are building, right at this moment, drone-capable um, uh, landing strips in the Cocos Islands, for goodness sake, so that the Americans can do whatever they want to do in the Middle East. And Australia, because the Cocos Islands are Australian territory, will be inevitably, and without any discussion with the Australian people, involved in these things. And because there are now, with professional armies everywhere, no volunteers anymore, no conscription, none of that sort of stuff, no discussion about whether we should go to war or not, we now have permanent armies going to permanent wars. And Australia is inextricably involved in this. And whatever is happening with the odd um, exercise and so on in Queensland or in the Northern Territory, that is just part of the, the sort of, uh, if you like, showcase of um, the ongoing industry that we are now involved with. Huge uh, questions uh, here and uh, much more that we could discuss, uh, Dr. Bronowski, but perhaps to just to wind up, uh, running out of time, unfortunately, you just uh, talked to us a bit about uh, how people out there might uh, might support uh, the endeavour. Let me tell your listeners about Australians for War Powers Reform. What we're trying to do is get a change in the laws that allow a an Australian Prime Minister at any time to decide by him or herself almost without any, well, certainly without any discussion with the people and without any debate in the Parliament and no vote to decide to send Australian troops to war. What we want is something, uh, a, a piece of legislation that says these things have to be democratically discussed before it can happen. And most other democracies in the world have these kinds of review powers and these kinds of controls. Australia doesn't have them. What we're trying to do, and we are APWR, and you can find us on um, the campaign for an Iraq war inquiry dot au, um, and we have a campaign for funds going on, but we're doing our very best to get this out before people who, as you suggest, have got other worries on their minds, but it's nevertheless one of the most significant things that people could possibly be um, concerned about. And we really appreciate your interest.